Hi, and welcome to episode three of IoT This Week. I'm your host, Craig Smith. We have quite a few items to catch up on this week, um, some in interesting topics, so let's get started. So our first item in the news this week is a new report out from uh, marketresearch.com where they're, they are saying that the market for Internet of Things and healthcare by 2020 will be $117 billion. So that's interesting, and it kind of goes along with um, some earlier uh, predictions or forecast from Gartner that predicted um, revenue exceeding $300 billion um, overall for IoT products um, in 2020. Now, the next item uh, from the news section that we have today comes from a company called Aero Electronics, where they've announced a new IoT development board that's called Smart Everything. So it, it's off, it offers a wide range of sensors and communication interfaces, and the purpose of it is to try and enable a simple, um, low-cost and low-consumption connection with the cloud. So one of the things that's noted um, is it's trying to cut development times um, by offering the possibility for the user to rapidly connect to the control device via the Internet. So that's a bit interesting in that we're having all kinds of issues with security and IoT, and then to you know, purposely connect that thing and make it available via the Internet, um, yeah, that could see a few problems with that. Now, the next news item for today comes from the IEEE Standards Association, where they did a white paper called the Internet of Things Ecosystem Study. So what they did, they put together a series of roundtable events um, globally where they tried to address 10 core questions covering um, IoT markets, technology, and standards, and so forth. So they had various folks contributing to these roundtables. So the 10 questions they actually put together to try to seed the conversation um, are as follows, and I'll just read these from the report. So the first one was, who are the players that are positioned to shape the IoT market? The second question was, what market segments and verticals are poised to drive the growth of the Internet of Things? The third question was, what are the technologies enabling the growth of the Internet of Things today? Number four is, what is missing from the business model point of view? Number five is, what is missing from the technology point of view? Six is what standardization bodies are doing important work to enable the Internet of Things. Number seven, what specific standards activities do you think of when you think of the Internet of Things? Number eight, what is missing from the standardization point of view? Number nine, do you see IoT activities as more suitable for regional or global standardization? And finally, number 10, what can research, industry, and academic institutions contribute? So those were the 10 questions that they kind of put out there as, as seeds to get the conversation started. It wasn't completely restricted to those questions, but those were just things put forth to get the uh, roundtable and discussion started. So like I said, it's a pretty interesting read. Um, so if you get a chance to have a look at it, um, do take a look at it. So our fourth news item involves a survey put together by PwC PricewaterhouseCoopers, 
where they did some surveys to various organizations involving wearables. So a couple of things that came out of that survey, 70% of the participants in the survey expect their employers to permit the use of wearables at work. So that's pretty interesting. And then in the same survey, uh, 77% of respondents believe that wearables actually can boost efficiency and pro productivity at work. So that's also another interesting um, takeaway from that survey. Now, as far as the wearable market goes, now this is part of the um, same article. Um, IDC estimates that over 19 million wearables were shipped in 2014, and they expect this number to soar to about mm, 112 million units by 2018. So some interesting uh, surveys and numbers. And then the last bit of news comes from the company if this, then that. So if you guys haven't heard of this company, it's basically basically a way of putting together what the company likes to call recipes um, between different channels. So for example, one of the things you can do with um, if this, then that is say you have a Nest thermostat and a Homeboy home security system. What you, you can essentially do is have the Homeboy security system um, enabled when the Nest thermostat goes into a way mode. So that's just one example of like a recipe that you could do with a couple of IoT devices. So they came out with a list of uh, 25 devices that are compatible with if this, then that. So that list includes, um, like, like I said, Homeboy, Honeywell, um, Evo Home, um, Nest Protect, iSmart Alarm, uh, Parrot Flower Power, Philips Hue, light bulbs, lighting systems, and so forth. So that's just a few of the 25, but the article link is actually will actually be in the show notes, so you can have a look at that and see which 25 devices are actually compatible with if this, then that. Okay, so let's talk a little about security and privacy. Now, a couple of conferences, I guess now it's actually been a couple weeks now, uh, I attended in San Francisco were the RSA conference, and then I also attended the Internet of Things stream conference that was going on at the same time as the, as the RSA conference. So one of the main themes that came out of both of those conferences, and it's not a big surprise, was that most folks are still unclear as to how to handle Internet of Things security. So that was one of the themes that came out of uh, both conferences. Now, one of the other things, items that was mentioned at the RSA conference in a couple of talks, and I think that I've also seen a couple of articles about this as well, is the need to have put in place some kind of consumer rating system for IoT devices that basically rates the device security. So for example, you know, you could put in a rating system that goes from one to five, one being the worst and five being the best. So if I'm out looking for a home security system, which is, you know, supposed to be built around security and we want, we definitely want security in that kind of, that type of solution. Um, as I'm out, as I'm a consumer out looking to purchase a home security system, I may only look for devices that have a rating of five and five being the best security. Um, 
or I could be looking for a device that I don't really care about the security so much. And, you know, I may only look for something that's got like a rating of two or three. So anyway, that's been talked about and it may be something we see in the future is some kind of, you know, IOT security rating system for um, consumer IOT devices. Okay. Now, so on the privacy front, when it comes to IOT, Consumer Reports actually put out um, several different articles uh, towards the end of April, beginning of May, that address privacy in the Internet of Things. So they put out three articles that I have noted in the show notes, uh, the first one being Privacy Tips for the Internet of Things, the second being Connected Devices and Your Privacy, and the third article being In the Privacy of Your Own Home. Now, the first article, Privacy Tips for the Internet of Things, as the title would indicate it includes tips for the consumer um, to help try to protect your privacy when you purchase the internet of things so it's got a couple it's got items in there like password protection you know you should read the privacy policy etc so the second article they put out called connected devices and your privacy they basically took a look at general like IOT niches such as activity trackers and door locks and so and so forth. So for each one of those areas, they kind of put together a couple paragraphs. One was called what it does and then second one was what you need to know. So basically they told you so for activity tracker, for example, they basically told you what it does and then they kind of told you what you needed to know about it and what kind of data and so forth that particular IOT niche might be collecting or transmitting. And then the third article that Consumer Reports put out called In the Privacy on In the Privacy of Your Own Home kind of took a general look at IoT devices that you might have in your home from the aspect of security and privacy and so forth. And they also referenced some of the the um, previously previous research put together by various folks um, when it comes to security gaps uh, within the Internet of Things. So three very interesting articles that um, Consumer Reports put together uh, last month. And then the third topic we'll discuss underneath security and privacy is the OWASP Internet of Things Top 10. So this is a project I'm involved with, um, and I've mentioned this in previous podcasts. So so I bring it up now because it's kind of interesting. So it's here to help address and you know help people address some of the IoT security concerns. Um, which is one of the things I mentioned that kind of was one of the themes coming out of the, the security conferences a couple of week, weeks ago that folks still aren't really sure how to deal with IOS, IoT security. So the OWASP Internet of Things Top 10 is there to, you know, kind of help in that area and give people some guidance on how to address security when it comes to IoT devices. Um, in addition to security, it also tries to help people address privacy concerns and so forth and put controls and, and that sort of thing in place to kind of help privacy, help protect the privacy of consumers and whoever may be purchasing an IoT device. So as far as the OWASP Internet of Things Top 10 goes, one of the, a couple things I wanted to mention. So we've added an IoT Top 10 infographic um, that we actually used and passed out of the uh, RSA conference a couple weeks ago. So if you have a chance, uh, jump on the OWASP site and have a look at that infographic. Um, it's also there. You can download it and print it out if you like. The other thing we added to the OWASP Internet of Things Top 10 site is a tester tab. 
So the tester tab goes along with the other tabs we have on there, the manufacturer, consumer, and developer tabs. So it's there to, it has considerations there to, to help um, an IoT tester, so an IoT security tester, um, and help them with putting together an assessment and basically giving them some guidance on what to do as part of an IoT security assessment. So a couple things we added from the Internet of Things top 10 site. So have a look at that when you have a chance. And then just real quick, um, as far as conferences in May, just a couple of conferences I ran across um, that looked like they might be interesting, uh, one being the Internet of Things World. So that's in San Francisco on May 12th. So that's coming up uh, next week, actually. And then the other one I saw that looked like it might be pretty interesting, um, if you happen to be in the Boston area, is called the Internet of Things Summit. So that's on May 20, 28th, and that's again, that's in the Boston area. And also, as I've mentioned before, you can have a look at iotevents.org. Um, they have a really good list of all the other various um, IoT conferences and events and so forth going on for each each month. Okay, so a few th few items under the learning about IoT section. So one of the things that's actually interesting, and I just actually did this week was to order a couple of new Raspberry Pi 2 devices. And then I actually installed uh, Windows 10 IoT Core on there. So the link to the instructions is actually in the show notes, but it was super simple and pretty easy to actually get Windows 10 IoT Core installed onto the Raspberry Pi, Pi 2. So one of the things to mention, uh, if you take a look, so if you actually try this and you take a look at the instructions, from the link in the show notes, the, the instructions do mention that you have to do it on a physical, or you have to install the firmware image on an SD card from a physical um, PC, which you actually don't have to do. So actually I was able to um, install the firmware image on the SD card through a virtual machine. So really, I mean, if you've got a virtual machine that can connect to the um, SD card reader, then you should be fine. You don't really need a a physical machine to install the um, firmware image for the Raspberry Pi onto the SD card. So the other couple things I wanted to mention um, as far as learning about IoT, so two conferences coming up in August, um, and a lot of folks already probably know this, but so for DEF CON 23, they're actually going to have an IoT village where they're just going to basically um, beat the crap out of just a plethora of IOT devices. So that's really going to be interesting to see, see what kind of vulnerabilities and, and things they find, issues they find with various IOT devices. So the other conference going on right before DEF CON is of course Black Hat. So I wanted to mention a couple of training classes in regards to IOT. So one of the and one of these classes I, I'll actually be attending, which is called the Embedded Device Security Assessments for the rest of us. That one I'll be attending. And then they have another um, IoT-related class called Offensive Internet of Things Exploitation. So I don't know if I'll attend the second one, but I think one of my cohorts will be attending the second one. So both of those should be very interesting as far as the, um, you know, beating the crap out of and learning how to, you know, basically do some different kind of security assessments on IoT devices. So one of the other things I wanted to mention um, 
the Bluetooth version 4.2 specification actually got adopted in December of last year. So in the show notes, there's a link to that write-up in regards to uh, Bluetooth version 4.2. So you'll probably be interesting in, interested in that from the aspect of if you're trying to do sniffing of Bluetooth to see what kind of information is being passed between a particular device. So device. So say like you want to see, you want to have a look at what's, what kind of information is being passed between a smartwatch and the phone because because most of the time they're using Bluetooth. So if they happen to be using Bluetooth version 4.2, which probably none of them are yet, but eventually they will be. So you'll probably want to have a look at this write-up so that you can understand version 4.2 in the event that you're actually trying to capture Bluetooth traffic and see what kind of information is being passed between the device and, say, the phone, for example. And then the final thing I'll mention um, as far as, you know, looking at different devices or training classes and so forth for learning about IoT is a device called WiPi. So it's billed as, you know, the Internet of Things taken to the next level. So it's a pretty interesting device that, that's going through Kickstarter. And it looks like they're planning to have that delivered sometime later this year in August. Um, but it's pretty interesting as far as IoT devices go because it comes already loaded with uh, the ability to use SSL and TLS, meaning that you'll be able to um, encrypt, informa- encrypt information that you're passing back and forth to the cloud. So that's pretty interesting that it has that already built in. So I'll probably be purchasing one of these devices to actually have a look at this or have a look at it and you know see all what it does. And then finally, I'll just mention that as far as talks go, um, the talks and presentations from the RSA conference a couple weeks ago, those are up on RSA site now. And if you look in the show notes, there's a link to those presentations. And I think they basically, they got a search there. So you can search for different keywords and so forth, um, depending on what you're looking for. So a couple of talks I'll just mention, though, that were in regards to IoT. Like I mentioned earlier, there were quite a few talks um, around IoT. So a couple of talks. Uh, one of those was my buddy Daniel Meisler called Securing the Internet of Things, Mapping Attack Surface Areas Using the OWASP IoT Top 10. So again, I've mentioned the IoT Top 10 before in the different podcast. So definitely have a look at that site. Also have a look at that talk. Um, actually, that's also that's the talk where we passed out the OWASP IoT infographic I had mentioned earlier. So and then the other talk that was really interesting was by Billy Rios called Home Suite Owned, a look at the security of IoT devices in our home. So again, another interesting talk uh, in regards to IoT. And then I'll just close out the podcast by mentioning that if you want to make any comments in regards to the podcast, please go to iotthisweek.com and then you can actually um, submit any comments that you have. Also, the show notes are there, as I mentioned a couple times in the podcast. Uh, Have a look at the show notes. There are links to the various sites and so forth that I mentioned during the podcast. So definitely have a look at that. And other than that, Um, Have a great week. Thanks.